Well, here we are. This is, what episode is this? This is lucky number. So this is episode 14. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> 13 was last week. Whoopsies. When we talk so, about overcooked. Yes. And in last week's episode, we did talk about how we were going to do a little something and then we were going to have a Buffy extravaganza right afterwards. But dear listeners, we didn't realize that this was going to come out on the first day of October. So we're actually able to do a Buffy episode today. Well, we didn't tell them Buffy, so you kind of blew that. No, I'm pretty sure we did. Oh, no, we didn't. I remember. Oh, okay. Well, that's over. (laughs) Good check. Can we edit that out? Sure. Yeah, so you've ruined the surprise, and then obviously your recommendation of your little planner, you know, went by the wayside because it didn't get this right, so. <laughs> well, I didn't have it sitting with me when we were talking, so. Of course not, why would you? But yeah. anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so we have decided to take an Omaha, you know, made an Audible, because, you know, it's October, or by mm-hmm. the time this, when, this, uh, when this uploads and is going to be available, and October is the, the spookiest most- month. And the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, I'm so sorry. I accidentally started to interrupt that beautiful singing. I I mean, really. I'm really proud of you for for returning to it. Thank you. I I honestly believe that if I had had proper training, I I could have been one of the greatest vocalists of our time. You know, you've got a good good sound quality. (laughs) So there's definitely a chance. I just don't know if you can carry a tone. I don't know either. I don't think I can. So. <laughs> wow, I just blew that up. Wow, okay. <laughs> don't ruin my don't 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 ruin my dreams. Dude, I am still giving you full on radio voice. Thank so you. Thank that's, you. That's that's exactly what you have. God, I had a, that's I maybe had a flashback to my class one time where we were talking about, you know, meeting celebrities randomly and I said, "You were never going to meet Beyoncé." I said, "Well, way to ruin our dreams." <laughs> well. <laughs> not everyone can touch the queen. Oh God! Speaking of queens, <laughs> you know who you know a queen who always slays. Yes, Buffy. it's true. <laughs> she does. That's right. <laughs> For seven years. Yes. All right. So yes, yes, yes. After all of that banter, so we're going to talk about the greatness of Buffy the Vampire Slayer because again, it's October. The 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 you know we're recording this on the first day of fall. The leaves are starting to fall and change <laughs> I know, yeah. fall <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just walked right into that but oh well what can you do I just repetition went with it. it's important right yeah i mean hey look it escaped at the atmosphere there was no going back <laughs> so all we are going to do this episode is talk about buffy the vampire slayer because again it's october it's spooky month you know buffy had lots of big bads and scaries you know whether it be you know uh physically or metaphorically mm-hmm. whatever the case may be so we have been itching to talk about buffy the vampire slayer one of the greatest television shows ever crafted by by man hands down and woman absolutely yeah. Hands down. So, uh, Brittany, we have a, just a crap ton of stuff. I mean, we have like a a, a checklist of things that we talked mm-hmm. about that we wanted to try to address here. But I've got, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I have copious notes. Oh, you know, I I don't have copious notes. Okay. That's okay. Written There's down. So much, talk, so much to talk about. There's many things in my head. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, then, now, and always. I'm I'm really ready to defend my best season because I think it's going to be an issue for a lot of listeners. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm excited about this. So, so 
So before we get into it, basically what we're going to do is we are bypassing everything today and we're just talking about Buffy. So how we nope. heard it is we thought about Buffy, okay? Our recommendation, watch Buffy. <laughs> You're right. And then watch it again. Yes. <laughs> so On repeat. Yeah, on rip- yeah, yes, yes. And, you know, and potentially get the soundtracks if you want. You know, there's seven seasons. So by the time you get to the end, you're going to be excited to start all over again. It really, honestly, I think watching Buffy from start to finish, that should be something required once a year. Oh, I made Alex do it when we moved Good. in together. Good. Because he had never seen all of Buffy. Mother of I think mercy. he'd seen like one episode or two episodes here or there. And I <sighs> literally was like, I cannot live with you. <laughs> we are engaged and I cannot live with you if you have not seen all of this. I, I, I will sign off on that. It was real. And thankfully he is now obsessed too. So, oh, you know, goodness. that would have made or braid it and made, made or broken the wedding, to be honest. That would have caused a significant fissure. It, it, it really would have. I mean, it's, it's an important subject of conversation in our home. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that you and I, you know, we've known each other for a bit, for a couple of years now. And, you know, there are a lot of things that we just simply don't agree on. And obviously in a this fun manner, <laughs> yeah. you know. But this is one of the few things that you and I are on the same wavelength. We don't question. Of course, we're going to have our variation and things that we like and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. But just as a whole, as a collective, this show and all it represents and all of it that it's brought, we, we don't question. We are on the same page. To give an example, um, one of the more recent um, interview processes that both Darian and I sat in on his response to one of the interviewees was a Caleb quote. And I was the only one who understood what on earth he was saying. That's right. And it was lucky because I agreed. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, I mean, we could just make those kind of just, you know, references to Buffy that nobody else gets. It's like its own language. I rephrased it for the rest of the team. (laughs) Right. Because, you know, uninitiated. Oh, absolutely. Which is, you know, oh, well, (laughs) you know, they're lost because it's the Slayer. Oh, yeah. All right. So with that said, I mean, Brittany, again, there's so much. Where do you want to start? That's what I'm saying. I mean, we can just start with the whole, you know, what is Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Because we might randomly have somebody that doesn't know what it is that's listening to this. And if so that we- is the case, please see recommendation number one, watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> right. And then watch Buffy again. <laughs> the entire season, like the entire the saga, as I'm going to call it right now, that's is fine. on Hulu. Yes. So there's that. And if you want to be old school like me, you can have all the DVDs. My mom has all of them and I lived by them so, so much in high school. And then I was not allowed to take them with me when I left my college. That's understandable. Which I mean, like I understand, but at the same time, it was kind of like, well, fine. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You get your own copy. That's that's exactly right. There's no shame there. Get your own. (laughs) Yeah. So do we want to just describe what it is Mm. in a couple of sentences i was gonna say if you think you can describe it in a couple sentences you go for it well i mean it's you know buffy the vampire slayer (laughs) it's a story of a young teenage girl um who moves to sunnydale california and she is tasked with an ancient she is found out to have an ancient power or Mm -hmm. she Understand Well, she understands that there's something different about her. And then yeah. she 
finds out the etiology behind this this ancient power from you know the school librarian and she is basically tasked with protecting the world from you know all sorts of demons obviously big, vampi- big be- obviously big bads and vampires and uh demons and things of that nature and she is in basically the epicenter of all of this, which is yes. Sunnydale, because it, the, the school we find out later is over what's called the hell mouth. <laughs> the literal is, entrance to hell. <laughs> the literal entrance to hell and this, this, this uh, uh, just palpable energy of mm-hmm. evil. So all of these strange things happen throughout the, you know, in, in the town of Sunnydale, California, over the course of Buffy's time there. And again, she is tasked with having to save the world again and again and again mm-hmm. with a band of, of merry friends. It, it, they're the Scoobies. They really the are Scoobies. kind of like the, the Scooby-Doo crew. <laughs> yes, they, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are truly a motley crew. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah, so I mean that's basically it in a nutshell. Obviously, it's more complex than oh, that. We yes. know that it's deeper than that, but that's just that's just the snippet of what it is. That that's a good good way of kind of just like narrowing it down to its to its core. Yeah, two or three senses is not yeah. going to do justice. Buffy justice. No, Even us not. sitting here for however long we're going to sit here, that's we still could spend. Not... We could literally spend the entire month of October on Buffy alone. We really could throwing it out there. We really could. We really, well, we can always harken back from week to week because. Oh we, yes, as I'm sure we will. <laughs> I mean, this, again, it's the Slayer. It is. It is. You know, starring the great Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh my God! Yes, SMG. Yes. SMG, not OMG, but but well, actually, no, yes, OMG, SMG. Yes, OMG, SMG. And baby Allison Hannigan. Allison Hannigan. That's right. And my my man. Um, Anthony Stewart Head. Yep, as Giles. And the, the my first legitimate crush on a human man. Nicholas Brendan? No. Oh, who? Come on. <laughs> I did that James on purpose. Masters <laughs> in his bleach blonde hair. <laughs> I didn't want to go into him because he wasn't an OG, so that's why I didn't Doesn't get matter. to him yet. Doesn't yes, matter. He that's was right. he was my first like legitimate crush. Like and, I, as a teenage girl, mm-hmm. huge crush. Yep. And then David Boreanaz. Yeah. See, he didn't do it for me until he aged into his look. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Kind of looked like he was constipated all the time when he was when I mean, he played he was, Angel. Well, I mean, he was brooding. Yeah, and he was uncomfortable, and he made me uncomfortable. Oh, he's a vampire. Yeah. And then, so you're for, and then last, and then also my first, like legit crush. Charisma, oh. Charisma Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. As Cordelia yeah. Chase. Yep. That's that's very true. I, yep. I should have led with that. <laughs> I was gonna say the other one that I that I really feel like needs to be thrown in, even though she was not an original, is Emma Caulfield. Of oh, uh, Anyanka. Oh. Yes. Yes. True, 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 truly great character. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's the so those are just you know some of the you know the heavy hitters. Obviously, people come and go, but again, those those main four. It's it's it's, it's Buffy, it's Willow, um, it's Xander, Xander, and then it's it's uh, it's Rupert Giles. Those yep. are the originals. That's the core yep. throughout this whole time. Yeah. So okay, 
So again, there's so many different directions that we can go. And since we just kind of rattled off the cast, because we can get into, you know, all the other stuff later, let's just, just, just go ahead. And let's just, do you want to just throw it out there and just go with uh, favorite character of the series? Yeah, I can start with that. Okay, let's go. I want, I want to hear, because I think I know, but I, I... Well, who do you think it is? I mean, the obvious choice is it's, it's, it's Spike. Okay, so I almost went with Spike, exactly. but then I didn't. Okay, so then but I'm then left kind of... then I kinda, didn't. So then I'm now I'm kind of, I'm, ooh, I don't know, I don't know. Because then I want to say Willow, but I know it's not Rosenberg. So, uh-uh. God, it's not Ripper. Who is it? It's Anya. Oh, yours is Anya. Yeah, okay. It All absolutely right. is Anya. Oh, Primarily God. because the amount of character development that happens yeah. with her. Mm-hmm. from the vengeance demon to losing that and becoming a, a, a human with these that still has some powers and this connection to magic and falling in love with Xander and going through that whole storyline and then having the most selfless moment whenever oh. she passes, like the going from absolutely selfish to selfless like that whole arc of her existence within this story from being that that person who was originally kind of like it's you know whenever you've got the third wheel hanging out Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just like oh hey i see there's a moment happening i don't really understand what's happening but i would like to be a part of it (laughs) like that kind of ridiculous that that bubble in a field of cacti sort of thing yeah she she definitely stands out I I adore the energy that Emma Caulfield brought to the character. Absolutely. I adore the fact that she was such a character that could very easily have been like a one or two episode thing. But well, you remember in she season so three, good, yeah. they brought her back. Yeah, you remember season three, right? Mm-hmm. When she was the one that that gave that wish to Cordelia, and then we had that yep. alternate universe. So it was it's almost a one shot deal. It should have been. Yeah. Or it would have been. Yeah, it should yeah. not have been. They did the no. right thing. Of Joss course, Whedon absolutely. knows what he is doing. Absolutely. And the fact that I I love moments where an actor or a character and ideally both things marry together so wonderfully that it might have started as a one shot or a couple of episodes and then they feel the need to bring them back as a full-time character. Um, yeah. It's the same reason that I fell in love with Scott E. and Don E. in iZombie. Scott E. was a one-shot character, but he was so easy to fall in love with that they brought his twin, his quote-unquote twin back. It's just the same actor coming back because they didn't know what to do to get him back. (laughs) So he had a twin. (laughs) So it's like the idea of writing this character for one or two episodes and then suddenly because it was such an interesting character and the actress in this case was just so good. and brought such an energy and a level with her to that character that they were like, you know what? Let's maybe bring Anyanka back a few times. Oh, everyone loves her. Let's keep her forever. Yeah, and that's one of the great things about this show in general is that all of the characters in there just seeing their um, 
their their evolution, their mm-hmm. character development from from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And that's why this show for me is so different than a lot of others because I was there since you know since day one. You know, is you know day one all the way to the end. And then again, her her character in particular, just seeing like you said, going from being selfless and you know her concerns of capitalism and exchanging mm-hmm. money for goods and or yes. services, <laughs> right? You know, in a, in a mocking way for Willow, right? Oh yeah. But, <laughs> and you know, her understanding how humans operate, like yep. in her reaction in that episode from the body uh, with Buffy's mom, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that was really kind of like the started to really open up the floodgates in terms yep. of her really turning into being more human and not and, understanding yes. Yes. in the right in the plight of finality for humans that she really didn't have to contend with. And I think that also played a role in her understanding her place, like, Oh crap, <laughs> like <Yep>. this, <laughs> you know, um, because I think she was, she, she was human at that point. Right. Yeah. I think she was. She, and yeah. seas, Cause that was season five, right. Cause her yes. powers had gotten was, taken away. She was human at that point, but her yeah. power, yeah, her powers are completely gone. Yeah, exactly. And then of course, obviously, you know, later on she, you know, after the whole Xander thing, she take gets him back and then she loses him again and all yep. that stuff. But but you like you said, that transition and seeing her from from self selfish to selfless, you know, that's that's just so spot on. And that was one of the just the most oh heartbreaking moments in the yep. series. Just like, yep. oh, come on. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was my girl too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what about you? Well, I was going to say Anyanka, but I it, I had a sixth sense that you might have that in your back <laughs> pocket. So I didn't want to now. So did you go with Cordelia? I did not. Really? Yeah, I did not. So here you, now what See, was it? We both thought that we were going to go for each other's crushes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> we did. And I just did. I did not go there. Now, what is, now you, you know, I have my own Darianisms and things like that. So since as we're talking about Buffy, is there a, what is a patented phrase that I like to use for oh, Buffy? Oh, there, there are so many. Yes, but there is one in particular that I have, you know. Did, tr- did you pick a big bad for your favorite character? Not a big bad, a mini bad, hmm. at least for one season. Faith. <gasps> That's right. Of course you went with Faith. Of course. I love me some Eliza, Eliza Dushku. So five by five, getting by. Yep. That's right. That's right. Yep. So I'm always the type of person that gravitates toward, you know, the more, the, the villains, the mm-hmm. anti-hero, the mm-hmm. outcast, the loner, those types of things, right? Because they're always just so fascinating to me. And, and Faith is such a, an anti-Buffy, right? Because- yep. The you, Dark you know, Slayer. The Dark Slayer, right? Because that's see that whole season three, you got to see what it's like when you get somebody who has that support system around them mm-hmm. and are essentially nurtured and cared for and loved in, in Buffy. And then you've got that person that doesn't have that in faith. And you see yep. the different paths that they end up going on and that relationship that she had. Because the interesting thing is that they, they're there. They're, it's like looking into a mirror, only not, right? You know, yeah. Buffy found that father figure essentially in Giles and then Faith found for better or for worse that that father figure in the mayor. Yeah. You know, right. And then that whole interesting relationship. Right, right. So it made the mayor an interesting character in and of himself. But anyway. I mean, he already was, but that's fine. (laughs) Exactly, right. So then you see Faith and then you know, her getting gutted by Buffy and then her coming back and then her getting the body swap and seeing what it was like to be Buffy. Yeah. She always had this this issue 
you know, with deep down wanting to be Buffy. She wanted oh, yeah. to have the things that she had. She wanted connection. She wanted to feel loved. Feel loved, to have the life that Buffy had. She was, yeah. never, she was never able to accomplish that, or at least, you know, early in the earlier stages. Obviously, she moved forward in that season seven when she comes back permanently, for lack of a better term. She, well, yeah. Right, she, she allows herself to be a little bit more open to that idea, a little bit. Yeah. She wasn't fully, she wasn't, she wasn't fully developed. She didn't right, buy in fully. No, no, not fully, but she did allow, <laughs> she did allow some semblance of emotional entry, right? Yeah. You no, know, because the interesting thing with her is that she didn't want to take that leadership away from Buffy. She didn't really want that, but she took it. She tried to be the leader, but she realized that again, I'm not cut out for this in this yeah. way. You know, she's more of a, she has the potential to be a leader, but she's better off being that kind of like that soldier. She's she's a second. She's, she's a, a second. she's she's definitely more of a sergeant than a lieutenant. Is yeah, that right. Yeah, I think well, I can't remember my, my I don't remember. Anymore, yeah. But I get what you're saying, right? But she and I think she got to a space where at least in that season she was okay with that when she yeah. saw that. You know, the comparison between her leading and then Buffy being able to kind of take over again and actually getting and leading them to victory. Yep. So I've always, always vibe with Faith. Obviously, when she did that crossover with Angel and then, you know, Angel with the whole redemption and, you know, yeah. putting her on the path to redemption and giving her what nobody ever gave her, right? That unconditional positive regard, like, no, yeah. you can't be good. Where Buffy is sitting up here going like, I got to, you know, I gutted her before. Yep. Now I got to kill her again. Obviously, we're de- 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 delving off into Angel, but it's an important, but still, it's there's, important, it's right? an important part of the character development. Right. And then, you know, her being able to come back and mm-hmm. and ultimately do, you know, face some of those demons by coming back to Sunnydale and doing the right thing in that, in the, uh, in that season seven to end the series. Yeah. So that's why I've always, always loved Faith. God, the Whedon verse. I know. So big. I know. It's so, so beautiful. I know. And forever. Yes. Like the wolf, the ram, and the heart. Okay. Angel, we are legion, we are forever. Okay. <laughs> All right, no, we're not going there. We're talking about right. Buffy. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, I could. Well, I did see you, well you saw how I just, 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 just tiptoed I over. Know. I had to. Yes. Okay. I know. So I those know. are our fate. So those are our favorite characters. Fair enough. Now I'm interested. You kind of. I'll just. I'll just skip over because I'm interested to hear you. You wanted to defend your favorite season. So now <laughs> I'm interested because I'm thinking it can only be there are you three seasons. You didn't want to keep talking about characters. Oh God! Yes, I'm so sorry. Yes, I forgot. Yes, I was saying because we we also were we we created a small list of things that we wanted to hit on. That's and right. And so favorite yeah, character was the was the first one we talked about. We've also yeah. got a character you wanted more of and a character you hated. Okay, character you wanted more of. Okay, so I'll start it off this time, and I already told it to you, but this is just so random. But my <laughs> the character I would have wanted more of was Dehoffrin. Yes, because <laughs> yes. I. You know, obviously, you know, he was the, I guess, the employer. He's the so master. sassy. He, he, he's, he is very sassy. Yes. He is, he is the employer, the master of the vengeance demons. And yep. the of, I can't even remember what the frack, the name of that dimension was. I'm sure they mentioned it before, but I, it's something I probably can't pronounce. So it doesn't matter. Bother. But he was just, he was really out of all the vengeance demons that he had, he was obviously very uh, uh, married to, not very literally. Fond. Fond of Anyanka, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, responsible for her transition or transformation into a vengeance demon after seeing what she did to, to, uh, to Olaf, right? Yep. In that flashback. 
I just think his character is so interesting because mm-hmm. the power that he can wield, how he could really just almost at the snap of his fingers, pretty much eviscerate all of the Scoobies. Oh yeah. And it would just be interesting to see. I mean, I think that he could have his own spinoff. <laughs> and just <laughs> finding see. and making vengeance demons yeah, and their honestly, one-off sections. I, that would yes. Be fun. Honestly. Yeah. I really think he could have had a spinoff, I, you know, and, and just to see how he has gone through and recruited various vengeance demons yeah. and, and, and understanding his proclivities and what he finds to be most uh, redeeming in his world and <laughs> and you know, maybe you know the acceptance of certain people the rejection of others if he has to when he remember when he had to expel remember when uh, Anya wanted to uh um sacrifice herself in order to bring back all of those people that she mm-hmm. killed in season seven yep and then you know she he brings up Halfrick and said, and then he basically he kills her mm-hmm. and says, "Why go for the kill when you can go for the pain?" Yep. So it's just so seeing you know so him really diving into the idea of vengeance and all that it encompasses, I thought was just so fascinating, and I would have loved to have gotten more of that. I, I could have oh, used tons yeah. more to Halfrick. Oh yeah, I would absolutely watch a spinoff. And his the the line about the why go for the kill when you can go for the pain is one of those things that just sticks. Yeah. Like it is it is just so disturbing and I but don't know. Vengeance. It really is. It <laughs> really right? is. It's and, so and, good. Yeah, and then just his I guess the uh, the circles that he runs in because obviously he clearly knew some things were coming, you know, from oh, beneath yeah. you with devourers, right? So, you know, ba- you know, asking Anya, Anya, well, why didn't you just kill me? It's like, oh, don't worry, there'll be plenty of time for that, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And like, it, so it's just interesting to see, you know, again, the circles that he would run in. He's and almost got some sort of future vision going on. Some and... sort of clairvoyance yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so that's why I was like, oh man, it would have been really awesome to get more of him. Yeah. So who, who, was, who was your person? Oh, I went with Oz. Ah, okay. Yeah, mainly for two reasons. One, I love Seth Green, and I felt like he did such a wonderful, sweet little job with Oz. Um, Two, well, I guess there's three reasons. Two, I felt like his exit from the seasons was just kind of sudden and strange. Like, it just, it felt more like they had to write him out because he was busy with everything else that he was doing rather than something that was a more natural write-out. And Mm. the other thing for me, and the biggest thing that I, my biggest complaint about Oz not having as much screen time is that, I mean, we see her slaying vampires left and right. I mean, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm -hmm. And then we find out that he's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. in a world full like in the town of sunnydale living like a werewolf living amongst vampires like what is that relationship how is that how is a werewolf fitting or not fitting into this space like this is such a strange town to to gravitate towards naturally as somebody that is supernatural and then to to find yourself there and to find yourself a part of this Scooby squad that is <laughs> like, they're not just ignoring all the strange things. They're like head first into it. Mm-hmm. So being somebody that is also supernatural and it's not just like Willow learning magic and becoming magical. It is like, 
I changed into a wolf when the moon is full. <laughs> Lock me in the library. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of like, you know, it goes back to, you, you think about it. I mean, werewolves were, I guess, really under the radar, right? Because mm-hmm. you see, you get to season four and then the whole thing, you know, falls apart, so to speak, in terms of, you know, his relationship with Willow because he yeah. comes up on, God, what was her name? Was it Veruca? I, I think so. Was it, uh, yeah, the Veruca. Something, was, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and she was the other, you know, werewolf yep. or lichen, if you will. Yeah. So, and then, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, wow, it's like, you know, only two. And then, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I know I'm very, going off again, but Angel had a werewolf as well. So yeah. you would think that, you know, all of the lore that comes with, as you're saying, you know, monsters and demons and, yeah, werewolves didn't seem to get a lot of tread. No, and it was something that I was, whenever they introduced him as a werewolf, I got excited because mm. it was like, oh, okay, so he's, he's not another Xander. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got some other things going on here that are a lot deeper and a lot scarier and where does that fit into this to this group of people who live their lives in this supernatural realm and then it was just like oh exciting two episodes later bye oh it wasn't two episodes okay so it was later. like it was like five but yeah, then he, you're just oh, kind of like come on give me something yeah, they left so, it dangling because yeah, his exit I, in season four was uh, was re- that was really rough. It was sudden. It yeah. was very sudden, which I mean fit with what was happening, and he just picking up and leaving was meant to feel sudden for everyone. But there was a part of me that narratively was like, "You got to give me something." <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> the me reasoning <laughs> the reasoning is because I mean him. Me, I mean, but I guess it made sense story-wise because him yeah. meeting another werewolf and bringing out, he's always tried to be subdued, right? And yes. then meeting Veruca is just, you know, unleash that because I'm less honestly, than subdued. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like a it's symbolism of like, of like the id, right? Yeah. The werewolf is like, is, is like the id in, the, in terms of the psyche. And then it's just, 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 you know, no filter, right? Just, just basis needs and instincts, wants and things and desires, right? Yeah. And he needed to leave to try to get that under control because he wanted to be a better, essentially be a better man for, for, for Willow, you know, that, which is not the only time that we'll see somebody doing that in the series. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then coming back and then, Willow's yeah. with, you know, having, is having this thing for Tara and then yeah. Oz going, you know, ballistic, you know, figuring that out yeah. and then having, then leaving again. So it's just, yeah, it, that was a tough one. That was yeah. a tough one for fans yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, Oz, but yeah, we could have definitely used more Oz. Definitely yeah. still always had a, a you know, a, a mystery about him, even still. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Nice. So right. is there was there a character you hated? I, here's the thing. It's, hate is such a strong word with this show because even the characters I didn't like, I really didn't hate. But okay. I'm just going to go for the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I want to <laughs> know just, if it's the same person I have. It's going to be the low-hanging fruit. Which it's one? Gonna, it's Riley because oh oh okay you went with that one I went with one that's a little bit more consistent okay all right I mean I mean there's no discussion Riley sucks it is it's not even it's not even his fault because when you look at him yes in the beginning he's the straight-laced soldier boy 
very Scott Summers esque. So that obviously <laughs> that this is before this was before. Gross. I know, I know. So very Scott Summers esque, bl- kind of bland in the beginning, naive. Then he turns dark, but then he becomes whiny. But he's justified in being whiny. But oh, he's the guy he? that comes up. He is because Buffy <sighs> really didn't open herself up to him. Now that's not her. Can you that, blame her? Now it's because I mean he's just a wet, like he's just a limp noodle. Yeah. Now he he was a stopgap for. I mean, you know, he was the guy. He was the essentially. I mean, he wasn't the rebound guy, but he was the rebound. He was the relationship <laughs> after Angel. Because remember, he Buffy was the was, rebound. Yeah, because remember, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but remember, Buffy was dated that one. She she hooked up with that one guy before Riley. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he that that guy doesn't matter. But but yeah, yeah. I mean, so it, that's part of it too. So you're kind of caught up in that whole business of like you're the one after Angel. Buffy should be yeah. with Angel. How dare you? So he he really there was really he was in a no win situation. His character, you know you saw development in his character, right? Because, yeah. you know, again, he was the straight-laced soldier boy that, did, that didn't a- ask any questions. You know, that the, the, uh, what's, what was the, uh, the professor's name? The psychology professor. What oh, I name? can't remember. Oh, I forgot her name. God dog. I blocked so- out most of the, most of the, the, like. The season four, that every, the season that everybody hates. Well, it's, it's just so much like militarized warfare. And I was just like, man, it's not really my thing. I'll defend season four later on, even though that's not my favorite. Okay. But, but it's, I, you know, I, I think the thing that really stuck, stuck in my cross, so to speak with Riley is when he went to the vampire's nest and let him feed on like, okay, you, now you need to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was dumb. now you're being annoying. <laughs> you know, yes. I, I recognize that, you know, you don't have a place anymore and you're kind of lost and you're just, you know, a ship without a rudder because you don't have the initiative anymore. You're trying to fit in with the Scoobies. You're trying to match Buffy tit for tat, but you're just this guy. You're not going to be as strong as Buffy. So there's I some get, toxic max masculinity issues uh, within that. Yeah, this, so then which is also a theme in later seasons with mm-hmm. you know, three people in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so... You know, I get, you know, not understanding your place in the world and that causing you to can potentially downward spiral. That makes sense as a human. Yes. Like the whole, like I said, the vampires feeding on you. It's like, it's like come on. Or, I, 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 I mean, I don't like you, but you're better than this. <laughs> and that's where some of it came from too but again when you're I'm in defense of riley when your whole world come, comes crashing down everything that you ever knew is now in question or it was wrong yeah that is earth shattering for someone in 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 how they view themselves you and make a how solid they view point themselves in the world right yeah so if that's why i'm saying it's really difficult for me to just say who i i i, I just flat out didn't like so that's why oh I'm mine thinking. was easy Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because this was this was a struggle for. Oh, this one was not the struggle for me. This oh, one was mind. obvious for me. I know who it is. Yep. Do you? I think I do. It's Dawn. Oh, yeah. That was that was one of the two. Okay. Yeah. No, she's the worst. Michelle Trachenberg needs to stick at Harriet the Spy. Like she oh. needs to go back to solving mysteries and stop this... being involved because she's the worst. Oh, <laughs> this. <laughs> I mean, you, oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. This is your turn, not mine. This is your turn, not mine. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, like, narratively, I understand her purpose. Okay. Narratively, I understand her purpose. But as a character, I was always just like, God, you suck. And, like, 
she doesn't really do anything of interest nine times out of ten. She's just there as a reason to to have Tara and Willow split up so that one of them can go have fun and the other one can babysit. Oh, wow. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. Here. She's she's kind of like the the Velma of the group, where it's like, this is the kid that is always going to be the bait for a situation. Oh, no. And then, like, everyone else has got, just got to go save her again. Man, here, I, I cannot <laughs> believe I am going to have to be the one to sit here and defend this. I can't you believe this. You have to this, defend, you, can you defend Dawn? Of course I can. Okay. Of course I can. Make it a short defense, because we've okay. got a lot to get through. Oh, no, we do, yeah, yeah. Now, I and mean, I will disagree with you no matter what you say. There is a bit of a plot device here, and I get that. Oh, yeah, How, absolutely. Y- y- yes. From a plot device standpoint, it makes 100% sense yeah, but, that but she look- has a sibling. But so. if yes, but yes, because look at what it did for Buffy the character, okay? Because oh this, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, she has to; she's forced to be in charge and responsible for another human being. Right. So it it takes her from being it, it. It's interesting because it takes her Buffy from being a protector of the world to being a protector of this 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 Idiot. one person uh, above all else. That and still having to tell me why Dawn herself is an interesting person. Dawn got better over time. I mean, what are you supposed <laughs> to do? She's a teenager. She has teenage angst. That's just that's just the way of it. That's they were teenagers in season one. They, but they, they were in a they were it, it was a whole different ball game for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It was a whole because they're sitting up there dealing with life threatening situations. They and were they Dawn were isn't? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I get that. Her house is the hub of life threatening situations. That is true. That is true. That is very true. I'm not as hate. I'm not as as I don't hate Dawn as much as everybody else, which is really odd because I it really is. Like you're gonna I'm find out some really odd of, things about is there a me. Part of you that just like really wants to be a dad figure. <laughs> that just like you feel the need to support specifically like teenage, like young adult women in she's, distress. She's not that. It's Are you not a knight in shining bad. armor? Uh, (laughs) right yeah oh yeah me yes there's no i in team but there's an m and an e i just i i can see other people's frustration with the character but i i guess i just never felt it i mean now there were some times like the episode where she kept them all where she had kept them all in the house i'm like okay you need right come on together get it together girl get it together that really agitated the living bleep out of me because i was like this is this is this is this is abysmal. Yeah. But I sure. guess season seven is probably why I don't have the hate as much is because well, when it's she... because she actually learns how to fight for herself for the first time. Right. It takes her how many seasons to learn how to do this? Well, um l- look at Rosenberg, okay? Um she wasn't she exactly is a magic wielding badass. Okay, but was she that in season one or well, two? No, neither was Buffy. Okay, so I'm just saying, just because she got introduced later mm. on, and she and she was the t- more of the typical teenager rather than Buffy and, and and Xander and Willow, I don't know if that's the reason to rip on her. That's fine. I'm just I saying. Still didn't like her. I, I could see why. <laughs> I could see why. Yeah, now this is gonna you're gonna learn so much about me here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now do we want to do real quick? Do we want to do favorite big bad? Okay, I was going to say, because right now, just for, for the audience, just so that you know what we have listed, 
Um, we have the best season, our favorite episode, best oh. big bad, favorite moment, saddest moment, and happiest moment. The moments were probably the hardest part for me. Oh my God, absolutely. I favorite know moment was the easiest, but sad and happiest, saddest and happiest moments were really tough for me. Yeah, I um, bet. I, oh yeah. Best season, uh, the other the other three season episode and big bad, I was like done, done, done. Okay. Um, probably going to have to defend the reason, the, the reason from a season, but the rest whatever so what about where do you where do you want to go well okay since we were doing character driven well since we're doing character driven we could just you know we can drill our way up so to speak so let's just finish it off with favorite big bad so who was you want to say it together (laughs) oh ours are going to be different though really yes are you going with glory yeah i sure am of course (laughs) you are now this is the other weird thing about me now on three, say the real best big bad. I oh, I he's he's I, one he's, two three Caleb. <laughs> he's not the he's the he's the he's the boss before the big boss. Oh, fine, <laughs> fine. Now here's right. the you talk about Glory. You know, now you got lots for her too. <laughs> now here's the oh no no here's the weird thing about me and I and I I. You know, as an as a, as an expert on human behavior, I still have not fully processed why I like this so much. Mm-hmm. I have a, a strange affinity for the mean girl gimmick when it's done properly. It's true. You really I, do. I do not understand why I still have not figured it out. Now, if I saw a person like that in real life, I would be disgusted beyond belief. Mm-hmm. But like the mean girl gimmick and especially in pro wrestling, I don't know why I love it so much when it is done <laughs> properly. It, I'm going to try to use the, the correct terminology. Are you a mark? <laughs> yes, I am. Very much a mark. <laughs> Very much a mark. So glo- the Magnificent Glorificus. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mean girl archetype. I'm so oh, sorry. I, I knew have, you were going to go here. Okay. I'm thoroughly entertained. So <laughs> it's, 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 I really liked it because... I really liked her because it was a next level big bad. I know we had, you know, that big giant snake thing, you know, with yeah. the mayor in season three and all yep. that stuff. But I really liked Glory because she had, I mean, she's basically a god, she's right? She's smart. And she's, she's manipulative. She's smart. She's manipulative. She lets her minions do the dirty work. She lets her minions do the <laughs> dirty work. There are just so many different angles and so many yep. different tentacles for this character. The 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 the, the borderline, if not full, uh, almost full fledged psychosis, when she doesn't get her way. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's that pouty spoiled brat but there's a <laughs> level of psychosis that's attached with it, right? Yeah. And then the split between her being glory but also being bent because she's she's confined to this this human body because she's cast out by these other two these other two gods fellow gods from another dimension because they felt like she was too evil yeah and the whole and buff and then the whole thing with dawn being the key and glory looking for the key it just Mm -hmm. upped the ante in terms of uh, of stakes in what it is that they had to deal with and what it is that they had to contend with and 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 then and then Claire Kramer was just so oh she was phenomenal oh my god she was so freaking phenomenal she she was stunning and the ability to just whenever you get a really good villain yeah like there's an actress or an actor who can really pull off a villain that you you just love to hate Mm -hmm. like that is that is probably one of the most difficult things to do 
Yes. And and I'll just I'll say this because I know, like I said, you we you know, we got a lot to get through. When that opening her her introduction, when you when, when I forgot there, there are these doors that are being banged on, mm-hmm. and then the doors just blow open, and you think it's gonna be some big giant huge <laughs> monster, and it's this petite yep. Yep. <laughs> woman that did that, you're sitting there saying, Holy bleep. Yep. What she will the- snap your neck. Yes. And you say, like, what is Buffy getting into? And then again, you know, talk about going for the kill or going for the pain. She mm-hmm. did that. You know, when we when we, what, what what happened to Tara. Yes. And you're just like, oh no. Yes. You just knew like this is some serious S. Like how yep. how is Buffy going to stop a god? Yep. She she knew how to work her audience. Yeah, that's why I love the magnificent Glorificus so much. That's solid. That's solid. <laughs> So go ahead. I mean, I'm gonna go with Caleb. Yes, can you I please know. can you please do my line? Can Excuse you pull me. it together enough <laughs> Sorry. to do the line? Well now, you girls are just burning with righteousness, aren't you? I hope my boys have worn you out too much. I need you. Oh, what's I messed it up? Oh my god, I got so excited. I'm so sorry. Okay, here we go. Okay, 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 okay. Well now, you girls are just burning with righteousness, aren't you? Problem is you think you're blazing like suns when really. You're just burning like matchsticks in the face of the darkness. Oh. You having fun yet? I hope the boars haven't worn you out too much. I need you fit before I purify you. God, it's so good. <laughs> so, so. There's, for me, there's something about a zealot. Yes. There is yes. something about a zealot that is just terrifying on a very different level. And oh, it's, there's, yes. They're devout. And it's, they, they know, they right. know they are doing the right thing. Yes. Those are the there most is, dangerous. There is no question in their mind whatsoever. You were wrong and they are right and they are righteous. Mm-hmm. And they have the backing of whatever holy being they believe in. Yeah. Or and he demonic. had the ultimate, the, the demonic <laughs> being, you know, exactly. the first evil. Whatever that being is, is, is the, the top tier <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. something about it and then you add to it that they got nathan fillion exactly and i okay so there's no question nathan fillion as a part of the weed verse is like they they are intertwined forever Absolutely. Um, in a in a bunch of different ways and a bunch of different things but nathan fillion as an actor i have seen him primarily in these these satirical roles these kind of like leading man but also kind of like how am i the leading man but Mm. you know i'm absolutely leading man material kind of thing and even in um dr horrible he's the villain per se like he's the he's the antagonist i'll say Mm. that but it's through this very satirical lens Mm. so then you get him walking in and playing caleb and just seething like he it feels like when he's speaking it feels like he is literally dripping with righteousness yeah and he's embodying embodying misogyny exactly there's something about that sliminess that patriarchy Mm -hmm. that being being a young woman who is very very heartily a feminist and whenever i first came across this season i was just starting to i i come out in my own way of saying that women can do whatever a man can do if not better 
<laughs> so like this equally, if not better. So it's like this, this sort of thing where my brain was already starting to twist from the mentality of, okay, so I'm going to graduate from high school. I'm going to find myself a, a rich farmer in the area. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have babies right. and to, I am going to go fight the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then here comes this man who is just like embodying everything that I was starting to internally fight against. Right. And seeing women specifically externally fighting against it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> was this, yeah. this great symbolism. But more than anything, it was just Nathan Fillion absolutely killing it. Like, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely killing it with this this zealot character yeah. that just I mean it they wanted to close out the seasons with with the creepiest things that they possibly could, and they hadn't yet delved into that like extreme religious zealotry, and they went for it, and yeah. it was so good, yeah, and for me, seeing this as it's happening, so to speak, as it's being released, it was jarring for me because I know Nathan Fillion as Captain Tightpants, yeah, so obviously when that when Firefly got canceled, you know Josh Whedon found places. For his for, people. For, for, for Gina Torres and Nathan Fillion and, and Adam Baldwin, right? So yeah. seeing him up on the screen, you're just like, oh, shite. And then that's right? the first episode he was in. I think it was, you know, again, going back to that misogyny oh. and all this stuff. The first episode, I think it was entitled Dirty Girls. Yep. And, I think it was. Know, yeah, when he kills that, you know, what he you know, impales that girl in mm -hmm. the truck, in the truck with his knife. It's like, it's like, yeah, that door there can be problematical and then kicks her out. Right. I mean, yeah. it's like, geez, man. And yeah. then, you know, you know, and then, you know, puts his little mark on her with the, uh, with the, with the lighter. Uh, yep. you know, like, now that's a cleansing fire. Hallelujah. You're just like, that, there's something like the, the writing for that character, his performance of that character, it just best big bad hands down for me. Yeah, I mean, he's so many quotables. Like, you see me, I know everything the dude said because it's just like, he is just, he is just crushing us. You're the one that sees everything. And yeah, let's see what we can do about that. Stuff of nightmares. Yeah, he was perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I messed up my line. I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, I put you on the spot. To you did. I, I did put you on the spot. <laughs> yes. But also, I, to be fair, you should have known it was coming. <laughs> I should have known it's coming. Yes, I did. I just got that. Oh, God. You know, it's so funny with that line. What? I even have a couple of my, my what you would classify as friends. Mm-hmm. I heard that almost slip. Yeah, who don't even, never even watch the show. <gasps> I have them, I have them quote that like, and I hope my boys have more than you have too much. I need you fit before I purify you. Oh my so God. <laughs> that's the level of nerddom that I have with this shit. Oh my God. <laughs> they don't even know what the hell it's from. That's funny. Yeah. But you're also doing your friends a disservice by not making them watch yeah, they won't. they'll never they'll never watch. Shame you, on them. You need to you need to like stand up for your people. I I I, I oh trust me I do. <laughs> that, this is why and that's how I do is by slipping in these 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 <laughs> phrases and these terms and these quotes that they have no idea. Then they just eventually start they'll get interested enough. Oh, well, you plant seeds, Brittany. Plant seeds. Yes, it's true. It's true. Okay, so that's our character driven part. So whoo we all right we got to go. So yep. so so. so we're going to save the moments for the end. Okay. So let's go with season because I'm interested to hear what you say. You, you have to defend the season. So my guess is 
you are either going to defend season one. Nope. Okay. I'm going to try to do, I'll get, I'll get one more try. So this is not many numbers. Okay. It's either, okay. If it's not season one, then I'm going to say season six. It is season six. There it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so, so talk a little bit about this. So you said you had to defend yourself. So you're taking mm -hmm. a preemptive strike. So what yes. did you know about season six in the community? Obviously how it's so, been, it was received. So I know that a lot of people really just kind of put that off as what is it they call it season sex rather than season six see i call this the once more with feeling season literally well, i mean literally because buffy came back to life so once that, more that that ties in with my favorite episode <laughs> I, know, I did that on purpose i teed that up just for you second best episode is absolutely hush but favorite episode just hands down for me is once more with feeling it comes with my musical theater background mm -hmm. it's kind of obvious yeah. and the fact that james marshers wrote his own song and performed his own song <laughs> is just like did i already have a crush on you well now it's it's, oh, it's oh, bad no. it's bad <laughs> like this is probably unhealthy <laughs> um so there's that but season six for me, yes, it is very much an a season about um, there's a lot of just female anger going on with her coming back and trying to, it, it's kind of like, it's very easy to connect to like, I know you haven't watched the Harry Potter movies or read the books, but it's kind I've of read, like- I've watched two. Okay. Well, you haven't gotten to the, to book five. No, so it's no. kind of like the Order of the Phoenix where it's a really important book textually but the characters are just kind of like oh god stop being annoying and brooding and sad all the time like stop you stop like going through teen menopause like it is bad but and there are definitely some aspects of that within this season with with buffy coming back from the dead and trying to figure out her new space in this world and just being consistently kind of like frustrated and just bleh about well, everyone was, and towards everyone. Well, yeah, she was gone. She was dead. She was at peace. Yep. And now she's been dragged away from that. And now she has to go through this whole process again. Where do I fit in? She was in heaven. Right. <laughs> uh, where do I go now that I've been kicked out of heaven? Um, yeah. So there's, there's so much going on there. And a lot of people really hate it because one, it's Buffy just being whiny a bunch in a many, in many cases. And then it's also like this, this big season about like um, sexual aggression between her and Spike. So there's, and, and I really mean it as sexual aggression well, yeah, between her and Spike. Little, yeah, well, yes. Um, so for me, it's a lot of, you're, you're working on conversations about, toxic masculinity frustrated masculinity and working on this this idea of i mean you also have the first human big bads with with the trio mm -hmm. andrew warren and jonathan and all three of them representing this kind of toxic masculinity in their male own insecurity. way and male insecurity as well and it's something where i uh, this misogynistic rhetoric that they spew all over the place and the fact that they are human. Everyone else that we fought up until this point is supernatural, but right. these are human beings that are just being terrible human beings and are using the fact that they live upon the Hellmouth and this center of supernatural activity towards their advantage. Mm -hmm. So that is absolutely terrifying. And it 
begs the question of like humanity. Yep. And for me, the season is just so clever. Absolutely. It's absolutely like it's it's the most clever in my opinion. Yes, you definitely have like this self-destructive Buffy that you're trying to work through. And to be fair, there are some really hot scenes between her and Spike. So there is a part of that that definitely pays into it for me. But um (laughs) the main thing is just the fact that this is this becomes so much more relatable to to a human being. And that's the point because this, and, and this is why I'm wondering if people, the, 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 the season is maligned as much as it is because this is as close to home as it gets. Into, exactly. This is about the big bad is yes, there's the through the trio and all that stuff, but it's life because yeah. you're dealing with, this is the mirror season because absolutely you're dealing with, with, with addiction, with, yep. with Willow. With Dark dealing, Willow. Yeah. You're dealing with addiction. You're dealing with rape. You're dealing with, mm-hmm. uh, with, with, ma- with male insecurity. Yes. You're dealing with Jungian psychology and relationship to the persona and the shadow, who it is that we this, are, that people see us this, as versus yes. the dark side of ourselves. You, 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 you see all of these types, these are real life things. Mm-hmm. And that strikes chord, you know, you, you know, grief. This was a I season mean, where the gloves came off. Yeah. Like legitimately the, blo- the gloves came off. Nothing was off limits. No. I mean, we actually see and have conversations about rape yep. in this season. We yep. see and have conversations about addiction. Yep. I mean, Tabula Rasa, her conversation that she has with, with, with Willow or with, between Willow and Tara about like, I can stop anytime. I can do that. I can stop. And then it's like, it, it is the the language that she uses the semantics that she works with they are yeah. they are addicted they are they are the the language of an addicted uh, of an addicted person yep. um the language of addiction yep. and it's something where you also have these these three boys who feel like because of whatever reasons in their own heads they feel like they're owed something by being on the hellmouth, by being these these smarter than the average bear guys, and they're not getting what they feel like they quote unquote deserve, so and they Jonathan, decide to go out and steal it and take it and do whatever they have to do to get it. And Jonathan specifically, right? Because Jonathan has has you've seen him. Oh, would well, you various... see him in that school shooter episode? That's right. That went, yeah, which was supposed to air. That it, it was the Columbine hit a week before I think that yep. thing was supposed to air. So yep. you see him there, and then you see that that episode from season four where you know where he used the. I forgot what the hell it is they used, but then it was this, it created this monster that was attacking people and killing people. And yep. that was only for him, way for him to maintain this facade that he was this, this, this ultra cool yeah, guy. Yeah, the cool guy. Right. Yep. So, so you see um, the struggles that he had and then he, he just, he just never learned his lesson. Yes. You know, and, and he found himself in league with Warren Mears. Warren Mears, yes. The filleting of Warren Mears, true water cooler vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. And I think, like I said, that's why people didn't vibe with this season as much because, like I said, it just hit home. But when you look at all of the seasons of Buffy, specifically, you know, um, three, four, five, six, and seven, like Mm -hmm. they're really hitting on real life stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, season three, you know, 
you know, you know, you know, you're you're learning, you're, you're transitioning, and not to being children anymore. Yeah. You know, for college, you're trying to figure out your place in the world. Season five, like, okay, you know, real life is here. Mm -hmm. you no, know, and then getting thrust into it, you know, and then season six, which is like, okay, if you really weren't thrust into it, you are now. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, and then seven being redemption. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Well, what about you? Which one was your favorite season? Well, I, mine is also a malign season. So, it, it, you know, it's going to be season seven. That is my <gasps> favorite season. That okay. is the season I have watched the most. I that can get the, behind that. Yep. That's the season I've watched the most. That's oh, the season quick. I know the most. Yep. I absolutely forgot. The other reason why season six is, six is amazing is because not only do you get Once More With Feeling, but you also get Tabula Rasa and the Double Meat Palace. And now you can continue on season seven. <laughs> and the mummy hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go they're ahead. putting her through the ringer with the, with that episode. Yeah. that whole, Yeah. Just, just so many good moments in that, yes. in that season. I don't care what yes. anybody says. Yes. So season seven. So season seven is mine. Um, it's the one I've watched the most. It's the one I refer to the most. It's the one I just love the most because yeah. it takes us, basically what it has is, is it takes us back to the beginning. Buffy is, she is, a, she is the guidance counselor yep. at, at the new Sunnydale. So we have truly come full, full circle. circle, right? <laughs> you know, Buffy somewhat fully shakes, you know, because Buffy, you know, always, one of the episodes, I can't remember the name of what she has. I think it's conversations with dead people. Mm -hmm. And she has that in that, that she interacts with that vampire. I forget the damn vampire's name, but she talks, he talks about basically psychoanalyzes her. Yeah. And then, you know, about her having an inferior, a superiority complex and then an inferiority complex about the superiority complex, which I mean, if somebody has a superiority complex, then they have an inferiority complex. It's just how it goes, <laughs> right? So, but, 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 you know, you know, so, so really the idea of, of, you know, starting, you know, going back to the beginning, the, the whole, the whole idea of redemption throughout the season, when you think about faith, when you think about, honestly, when you think about Buffy, when you think about Anya, when you think about uh, Spike specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, uh, that whole arc, the idea mm. of um, Buffy kind of shaking the loner mentality a little bit. So she, yeah. she got that psychoanalysis about her superiority complex, but she realized ultimately that she still, she needed everybody's help. Yep, and she's that's only made, as good as the people around her. And that's what made her different from other slayers, right? Yep. Because she was able to, she had family around her, right? And that's kind of pulls from that episode from season five that family doesn't have to be blood. You know, it's, yep. it's Giles, it's 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 uh it's 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 Willow, it's Xander, it's Anya, it's everybody, right? And then her being willing to accept faith to yes. in her help, her still accepting Spike after everything that he did to her. Yeah. And needing her, needing his help to, 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 to destroy this evil and yep. then taking on these, uh, the, 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 all of the potentials and then still accepting, uh, uh, principal wood after the, after him trying to kill. Yes. Yep. I still need you in this fight. So her putting her side, her own ego and, and, and being able to, to, to rally the troops, so to speak, and to let all of these other new, specifically these newer people into her life to be able to, for this ultimate good, to conquer this evil. So that was really, that was really awesome as well. Yeah. Um, but then that, like I said, the, the, and then the idea of self-actualization, you know, yeah. you know, you know, going on that journey. What up to, Maslow? What up? You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> and, 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 and Spike's hero's journey. Oh my God. 
and the understanding of what love actually is and then and what sacrifice truly meant i know that was a huge thing too and then the connection between xander and dawn being the the, the cheerleader so to speak being on the outside looking in because they're the ones that don't have the superpowers they're not yes. the slayer they're not the witch they're not the strong vampire yeah. they're not the son of a vampire slayer you so yeah. they're just people and them having that connection in that that uh, potential episode where you know hey you know i see you and then Dawn saying, well, hey, maybe that's your superpower, you know, that yeah. you see things, right? So it's like, it's, it's, a, yeah. and then, you know, Anya and Xander being able to come back together. Yeah. You know, so it's just, again, coming back to the beginning of things, redemption, you know, family support, yeah. you know, just so many different themes. It's a, it's a beautiful closing season. Oh my God. Yeah. Like he, Joss Whedon knows how to close out something. As long as he's given the heads up that it's going to close out, he knows how to close something out. There, yeah, that's, there's some, yeah, there you go. That, exactly, exactly. You just got to give him a heads up. Exactly, exactly. How, and then another thing was like, how do I, you know, make my place in the world? How do I, like, how do I pass on what it is that I know? You know, so Buffy teaching these potentials and stuff, yes. how to survive, right? And then yeah. her trying to use her skills again in the, in, as, a, as the guidance counselor. You know, how do I pass on what it is that I know? Facing your fears, yeah. understanding another big one, understanding the power that you have within you oh my and God, then how yes. to use it to be the best person that you can be. And specifically, I'm speaking about Willow turning into a white mage. Right. Right. You know, yes. you know and not just her, but that she's one that sticks out for that specific yep. thing, because all of them have their own their own arcs and things. But and then, you know, being able to move on. Yeah. You know, so it's. Yeah, I mean, that, that's why I love season seven so much. So many great themes. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I, 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 that's the season. Oh, my God. I wore out those DVDs so much. No, I get it. I get it. I absolutely get it. I feel like, again, I'm going to go back on the fact that if Joss Whedon knows that he needs to close something out, he knows how to do it well. Yes. And <laughs> as long as he knows ahead of time, he, there, there was nothing left making me wonder like everything that I needed to have hit was hit. And it, it it's just such a good season of seeing those arcs come to completion. Exactly. And then that for that scene right before they get ready to go to the Hellmouth where it's just where it's uh Xander and Willow and and uh and Buffy, just those ma those main four and then the, you know the Scoobies are back having a conversation just like it was in season one. That's right. That's there's, right. There's such beauty to that to that full circle. Yes. image and and then keeping all of them alive thank yes god. oh my god right he would have caught joss whedon would have caught hell oh 100 <laughs> percent. any one of those died if any one of them died yes so i i kind of covered my favorite episode within season six yep. obviously it's once more with feeling come on there's a tap dancing demon and it's just <laughs> the music is so good there's a nerd part of me that again because i also lived with the dvds for so long and on that season you can see like the the outtakes and background information on recording that and how allison hannigan was like i don't sing <laughs> so she literally has one line that was in, at the very beginning, right? No, it's near the end. It's whenever it's the it's the the whenever the um they're going to go get Buffy. Oh, and okay. yeah, the yeah, yeah. ambulance goes by behind them. <laughs> <laughs> she has one line right before that ambulance goes by. And it is like 
the tiniest little line. But I mean, mm-hmm. I I love Anthony Stewart Head because he's got the pipes of an angel. Yes. And then you add to it again, James Marshers writing his own song, basically yeah. saying, Hey, you want me to write you want Spike to sing something? about his relationship with Buffy in this entire season. Don't, don't write some crap. Let me do this. William the bloody. And <laughs> him doing it so well. The amount of times that I will go up to my sisters whenever they're annoying me, just be like, let me rest in peace. Yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's nonsense. I mean, the amount of times that my my family will break into song, specifically the my sister has the whole Xander bit down when oh they're the the um it could be witches because witches are yes <laughs> he talks I about how they're persecuted I'm gonna go, and I'm I'll gonna be go over here there. yes I'll be over here that's right <laughs> like, she has that whole thing memorized she could do it in one breath and it's so funny. Yeah, that was anyone in that in the Proudfoot household. If you get a Proudfoot having a conversation about this episode, they will break into song. We will sing the entirety of that song Mm -hmm. and we will do it in voices to make sure that you understand whenever someone's voice, whenever someone new is speaking. That's right. It is, it was something that was just, if I was sick, that was the episode we put on. If I wasn't feeling well, that was the episode we put on. And it's it's such a comfort episode for me for mm. like nostalgia reasons, but also the fact that that's when we find out that that is the moment when we find out that the reason Buffy has been so distant since they brought her back is because she she was in heaven. Mm-hmm. And it's that that moment, that turning point moment, whenever... I mean, I love the moment whenever she walks out and then everybody's doing the end song and choreography together. And then Spike literally raises his hand with the choreography and goes like, oh, saw it off. <laughs> and then walks after her to have this conversation. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's the, because the spell has been broken, but for some reason they're still singing. So there's, there's the kitschy aspect of it. That's just like, give me some camp. I'm here for the camp. Yeah, cool, yeah. <laughs> I'm here for some choreography. I'm yeah. here for this for this musicality. I'm down. But the the episode itself had such an important moment in it that just that's favorite episode by Definitely. by far for me. Nope. Hush is a very close second, but yeah. I knew what your favorite was going to be. It was it was it was, it was so no obvious. Come I know. On. So what is your favorite cuz I really don't know. This was tough. I, I it's I could pick so many. There, there yeah. are about four that rustle around in my head that I could watch on a loop. But I'm good to go with, uh, you know, there was I thought I was gonna go with Pangs because mm. I just love that episode like nobody's business. Yeah. I thought I was gonna go that. with Dirty Girls because that was the introduction to Caleb. That yep. episode was just so friggin' powerful. Um, but I'm gonna go with actually, I'm gonna go with the Harsh Light of Day. Ooh. With the Gem of Amara. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm not going to bore you. I'm not going to go too long, but I mean, the whole premise of the episode is, is that, well, it's not the whole, there, there are other things that are taking place, but the main, the main thing is the spikes come back into town. He's got, you know, he's got harmony and tow. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find the gem of Amara. The gem of Amara is supposed to be this uh, trinket, this ring that can allow a vampire 
to walk in the daylight. Mm -hmm. So obviously if Spike gets his hands on this, then this is, this is a game changer mm -hmm. because he would virtually be, you know, I mean, he'd unstoppable. be unstoppable, you know, if he can, if he can walk, if he can be a daywalker. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, it was also interesting because, you know, this was the episode where we were talking about before where Buffy had that, that guy before Riley that she had hooked yes. up with. So it was that. And then I believe Xander and Anya had, had gotten together for the first time. Yep. And uh, the, uh, was it, uh, was this the whole thing with, ah, was, has Spike slighted um, uh, Mercedes, uh, Harmony at this point? God, I can't remember because there's this one scene. It's been a while since I watched it, but there's this one scene at the end where these the the like there's this convergence of it was Buffy and Anya and I was it might have been Willow. Okay. And they're all walking because you know this is you know they've had issues with love. Yeah. Right. So so you know so it was just that was just a really interesting thing. All these women that had been kind of wronged. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. They were walking, they were, they were walking separately, but it was at night. It was at the end of the episode, I believe. So I thought that was an interesting touch yeah. uh, to, to, to end the episode. But again, the main piece of it, I'm pretty sure that was the same episode. God, when you, when you haven't watched these in ages, <laughs> it's so hard to remember. It is hard. God, but, but the, but the big piece is just that whole notion of being a daywalker. That yeah. was the big thing, like, holy crap, if he gets his hands on this. And then, of course, that led into a crossover episode with Angel, where Spike makes fun of Buff, where Spike makes fun of Angel yep. <laughs> on the rooftop. So that yep. was the other awesome thing about it. So it's not, it doesn't, may not necessarily be the best one, but it provided me with, I just thought it was just so damn cool. It's your favorite. Um, yeah, I thought it was so, well, I thought it was so cool because of the whole notion of being a daywalker. Yeah. So especially after, you know, Blade came out and all a couple of years yep. ago in the theater yep. and all that type of stuff. So it's just like, yeah, it's like, oh man. This, it's a good this, connection. It's a game changer. Yeah. It was a game changer. But yeah, I really yeah. wanted to go with Pangs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too good. It was just I mean, it's good. a good episode. It really was. It's a good episode. Like I really wanted to go with Hush, but to yeah. be fair, it had to be Once More With Feeling. Yeah, and that's the other really good, interesting thing about you know, um, you know, that, that, that whole harsh light of day episode is that, you know, when Spike and Buffy are fighting in the daylight, mm -hmm. you know, he, you know, makes fun of her for, you know, for basically hooking up with the, that, that random that guy, dude, the, yeah. the guy who I can't remember his name, you know, and that, that kind of starts planting, not the seeds of him being in love with her, but it's mm -hmm. really showing the mental torment that he is trying to put her through yes and then specifically you know you know this kind of really being on his own for the first time and in, in doing that mm -hmm. right so by coming back to sunnydale and not really having uh not necessarily really having drew uh drew with him yep so because spike is you know he's he's something else he he can he's he, a he, messed up baby yeah he has the gift of gab and he can really <laughs> he could really uh, throw fling the insults. Oh yeah, again. Out for a walk. <laughs> Stop. That's my favorite moment. You can't steal it. Oh, she's so so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. We're going, okay. Well, what's your favorite moment? <laughs> Out for a walk, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh it's, God. It's the best moment in the entire show, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, God. He's out for a walk. And Buffy's like, what are you doing out? You have five words. That's right. Okay. That's right. And you know, he that's... just out 
for a walk, realizing he has a fifth word. Bitch. <laughs> you know that's on a you know that's on a t-shirt. I think that's still on Hot Topics website. It is the best moment for me in the entirety of seven seasons. <laughs> it is the most satisfyingly written moment and the most satisfyingly delivered line in the entire season. Every season. All seasons. All seven. Well, I'm going to challenge you on that. It is... I don't know how you can beat that moment. Because my favorite moment also involves Spike. Of course it does. And it also involves your favorite... uh, Your favorite... uh, Your second favorite episode, Hush. When when Xander wakes, because this at this point you know Spike is tied to Xander's chair because he's yes. got the, he's got the chip in him, so of course he can't yep. he can't bite anymore, right? So and Xander doesn't trust that. So when they wake up and when they can't speak and when Xander thinks that Spike did it mm-hmm. and he just put and then he's like I can't you know I can't talk he's mim- you know pantomiming I can't talk I can't talk and then he just looks over at Spike and just points at him. And then Spike is sitting in the chair tied up, looking back. It's like, what do you mean, me? And then he flips him off in, you know, mm-hmm. in, 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 UK, in UK sign language. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a great moment because yep. Sander is panicking and freaking out. And he just immediately goes to Spike. Like, how on earth could Spike? How did you do this? <laughs> it's like, how could he have done anything tied yep. to the chair? Yep. It was. It That's was definitely a wonderful moment. But not crazy. as good as out for a walk, bitch. <laughs> But it just goes to show how good the, the chemistry was between everybody in the cast yes. and how you did it. And then that just speaks to the volumes why Hush is such a, a lauded episode because you oh. didn't even need to hear them talk. No. And and just to, to get a sense of everything that they're experiencing, everything that they're feeling, and yes. the chemistry that they had. It's it it's so good. Yes, it was. It was. Okay, okay. So we're we're, we're I, wow. Yeah, I know. We're running a little far on time. But this is the super mega duper episode. I know. It's true. We're going to start out uh, start off October with this uh, right. Buffy extravaganza. That's right. <laughs> okay. So what are we doing next? Now, here's the question. Do you want to go with your saddest moment or your happiest moment? I feel like we should end on a happy note. Okay. We should, then we should end with yours because mine are the, one of the same. Okay. Well, go ahead then. Spike sacrificing himself in the hell. Shut up. That was my saddest moment. <laughs> well, okay. So the sacrifice and specifically the, the speech that he gives Buffy about when he, you find out that he absolutely understands love for the first time in his life. Yeah. And then he has a, he, his soul is really there. That's what yes. he said, you know, cause he didn't, he was questioned and he didn't know. Right. Okay. To be fair. Um, again, actress here somebody that wanted to be an actress long before long another lifetime um i remember being a teenager and falling in love with this speech like seeing it on tv and going oh my god this is amazing and then once my mom had the dvds i would put that episode on and i would skip forward to that scene and i had a um one of those mirrors that you put on the back of your door like your bedroom door Mm. and I would sit on the floor in front of that mirror and I would pretend to be like I would act the part of Buffy trying to respond to this because it is such an important moment and it's so hard not to cry in response to it and she was so hard-faced through the whole thing yes right that's right that's right that's right. Well, I, I'm Sorry, gonna... but go ahead. This is your this is your moment. No, 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 go no, no. It. It's go fine. It. It's go fine because it. I'm gonna open, I'm gonna open up a little bit since we're in safe space. 
<laughs> this 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 is this moment i shed Did one shed third a man tear? one third of a man tear oh my god one because i was like oh this is just this is just gutting it's heartbreaking this is it really was it really was and uh, the reason why it's the happiest moment as well is because again that realization of you know of like i said of love and what, true love and what sacrifice is but then also that the, again that redemption him yeah. going through those trials uh, to regain his soul, be going insane, living in the, the you know, living in that in the uh, the basement of the school, you yeah. know, you know, near the hell mouth, and all of that. It, it it was actually worth it. Yeah. So that's why it's my saddest and my happiest moment. God. And then you know when he said, and when he, when she says, say, you know, I you know I love you. He's like, he's like, no, you don't. But thanks for saying it. Like, oh, yes. God. Ugh. It's like, it's like the whole, I love you. I know, but worse. It's way worse. It's like a knife in the back. Yes. No, not yes. in the back. It's in the gut. You need to, you see the knife going in on this one. Yeah. It was, Ugh. it was gut wrenching, gut wrenching. And before I forget I, the, the harsh light of day, it was, it was Buffy, Anya and Harmony in that little, that little mm. walk, that walkabout in yeah. that night, which was, but yeah, I, it was Oh, I can't. Yeah. It's I can't. It, it hurts to watch. And then he was just such a. He was just so. He just. He, just, he was good with it. That's yeah. the other thing. He was. It was crazy because he was at peace with it. It's like I want to yep. see how it ends. Yeah. And then that laugh that he gave at the end. And then you see his 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 body just just turning to dust. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> that beautiful duster turning to dust. Oh, brutal. Yeah. That okay. was my saddest moment. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So mine are one in the same. So, okay. So this is where I had a really hard time because the happiest moment, as I, I texted you about this, and I actually talked to my sisters about this, trying to figure out what is a happy moment in Buffy that does not also have a sad moment tied to it. Yes. And there's, it's really, really tough to find. So I was going through some of my favorite episodes just to kind of like, one binge them before preparing for this but also because you know whatever um do it anyway That's so right. i when i was i i was reminded of a specific moment now this is a very specific moment then mm -hmm. tabula rasa okay so this is the episode where where they forget who they are because mm -hmm. Obviously, Blank slate. Yeah, Willow has has decided to do magic despite her addiction, <laughs> and obviously the episode ends with some a lot of sadness. Tara leaves the the house, and it just it's it's kind of a gutting ending there. Once everybody realizes that she has done magic after saying that she wouldn't, but mm -hmm. the happy moment, the thing that I'm going to focus on, is whenever everyone wakes up in the <laughs> the shop with no memory of who they are <laughs> and spike realizes that he is english yes and he realizes that that means he might be giles's son <laughs> and he because he doesn't have id because he's a vampire he looks into the jacket that he has stolen to help him get to the shop the magic shop in daylight and within the suit that he is wearing, it has the name Rand is sewn for Randy. <laughs> the moment when he goes, Randy Giles, you 
Randy Giles? Why don't you just name me Horny Giles? I knew I hated you. (laughs) (laughs) Not a full tabula rasa, if you ask me. No, but the moment when... When he feels, when he thinks he's Giles' son and realizes that in his brain he is Randy Giles <laughs> is the happiest moment that I could come up with okay. that did not immediately have a negative aspect to it. <laughs> yes, yes. See, I thought you would have, I thought you would have went with Willow turning into the white mage. Okay, so that is a good moment. And honestly, Giles returning is a really oh, great, God, happy yeah. moment as well. Oh, yeah. Um, even though it was in the midst of exactly yeah so it's like all of these happy moments are typically tied with something really negative and this one is tangentially tied to something really negative but this Mm -hmm. one is it's tangential so it's not like directly tied to the negative thing (laughs) right right so i'm gonna go with that randy giles randy giles works for me classic stuff classic (laughs) stuff all right. So oh, do we want to do? I know we got the way over. Do we what? Did we have our top five moments? Were we still doing top fives? Oh, did we... I didn't write down a top five. Moments. Oh, you didn't do a top. Oh, okay. I thought we were doing top fives too. Nope, totally okay, I just prepared that. just in case. No problem. We don't. We don't need to do top fives. That's fine. That's good. Okay. It's good. It's good. You yeah. It's good. I don't know that uh, I could come up with a top five. That'd be really hard. Maybe top five was wrong, but probably fav- favorite <laughs> top. Well, I did have top five moments yet. Yeah, that sounds tough. It really was. I, I'll just give one of my favorites really quickly. Because again, I love, like I said, I love season seven so much. Yeah. But, well, actually two of my, two of my just two moments. So one was just the introduction of the Turakon. Yes. They are the vampires that vampires yes. fear. That yes. was just next level because like all of that effort she took to kill one. Yep. And she, well, she couldn't even do it. She couldn't even do it the first time around. Yep. You're just like, holy crap. Got her booty handed to her. She really did. And I know we're certainly going to end it on a happy note, but I just had yeah. to ask, add this in. Because we didn't talk at all about like one and two. Yeah, the uber vomps and all that stuff. Yeah, like when Angel when Angel killed uh, Jenny Calendar. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. She took it. That took it to everything. That just took everything to a whole other level. Yep. Escalated pretty quickly. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> you're out there killing people's goldfish and crap like that you're kind of i mean you're just you're just, you're just just a bit just a bit <laughs> wow so yeah i mean so yeah that was not a happy note but yeah willow white mage yes uh, yeah. randy giles happy, yeah happy, randy happy, giles happy. randy giles forever <laughs> randy giles. like that that should be a, a t-shirt randy giles forever that really there's so many t-shirts yeah so many t-shirts wow you know i enjoyed this thoroughly I did too. Yeah. I've been looking forward to it all week once we realized that we could actually do it now. <laughs> Ooh, the bleep were you telling? I was so happy because now, you know, hello, hello, my name is, that's just going to get pushed all the way out till November now. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. It can wait. <laughs> it can wait. Because we'll keep that. Yeah, this is Buffy. Yep. And we'll probably talk more Buffy next week. Well, more than likely, she'll come up again. That's right. That's right, because it's Buffy. Mm-hmm. So for the recommendations, what we're going to leave you with is like, watch Buffy. Yeah. And if you've already watched it, then watch it again. I would highly recommend a rewatch. Yeah. And if you don't have time to watch it, then listen to the either the score or listen to the soundtrack or listen to Radio Sunnydale sound, soundtrack. Um, um, or, find, or just find the time. Yeah. Or just find the time. Mm-hmm. And watch Once More with Feeling. Mm-hmm. They got the mustard out. I mean, it... <laughs> <laughs>
I sighed. It stuck with me so much. Ooh. I don't know why. Out of the whole such oh, that whole episode. You Is it the bad that I know some of the choreography from it? No, absolutely not. Okay, it's, good. it's on brand. It's it is on brand. <laughs> okay, so this yeah. was our super ultra mega duper episode. Yep, yep. So, a little longer than normal, but, yeah, but hopefully, it's um, if you haven't watched Buffy, you now feel the desire to. And if you have watched Buffy, hopefully, this was a nice uh, jaunt down memory lane. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, so so Brittany, why don't you tell these fine folk where they could find us? Absolutely. These potentials. <laughs> All our potential slayers. You can find us on Twitter at Nerd Pastiche Pod. And you can find us on Instagram at Nerd Pastiche. Um, you can always still send us emails, nerdpastichepodcast at gmail.com. No one ever sends us emails, but that's fine. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, email if you're is new, dead. Just, just drop us a line. We like saying hi to people. Yeah. I mean, probably, yeah, probably to DM us. You know, e- I mean, email is dead, right? Yeah, yeah. DMs are good, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept Slide a DM. Slide in those DMs. Well, that's, yeah, that's bad. Don't be creepy about it, though. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or tell, just... thank you for listening. Tell your friends about us. Yes, I agree. Subscribe, all that Yes, uh, uh, mash that like button. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> Ring that bell. If you're better than me, I can't do it. Oh, God. I don't know that I would say I'm better than you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I don't have the temerity to to say that. (laughs) All right. So, well, then, until until next time, Mm -hmm. we'll just leave with this. From beneath you, it devours. It it certainly does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at least that's a reference I know that you get. We already talked about it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, good lord. I know. That was it. <laughs>